Hi everyone, welcome to the Nuna Army podcast. My name is Virginia Duan, also known as Mandarin Mama, and uh, this podcast is all about the particular challenges and aspects of being an older female army, uh, female BTS fan, and uh, and by older I mean maybe middle-aged. <laughs> Today I wanted to talk about BTS's new single, Black Swan. Uh, I find the lyrics very interesting. The music, the art film that accompanies it is beautiful and full of symbolism and the dance and, and, um, and also kind of how it connects to Connect BTS. Um, when I first saw this video, it was really overwhelming. I couldn't really process both the lyrics and the dance and the film at the same time. And so I kind of caught glimpses of both and was kind of just shocked and so it had to sit with me I had to listen to it on repeat for a long time for me to kind of get it and let the the words sink in uh, and as well as the symbolism and reading what other people thought before I could finally settle into myself about um, my actual thoughts about this single uh, so if you've seen my reaction video uh, that's that's why I'm just like I'm like oh just kind of stunned and didn't have, I don't know if I was very interesting in the video, it was very understated. My own husband was like, is this what a reaction video is? And I was like, dude, yo, you haven't even seen any reaction videos. How dare you like judge my reaction video? And he was like, well, I don't, I don't know. And he always gets mad that I give him that dumb sounding voice, but that's what he sounds like to me. He doesn't actually sound like that, but that's how I talk about him in my head now I've said too much <laughs> but it's okay because he never he's never gonna listen to my podcast so it's all right I can I can tell you all my secrets um, so yeah I was just really overwhelmed and um, I didn't really connect to it too deeply uh, but now that I've now that it's had about 24 like 30 hours to marinate and percolate in my body I think I've have some more thoughty thoughts about oh not that kind of thought but (laughs) but more articulate thoughts Uh, and so I mentioned some of it in my review my written review about Black Swan but and I'll include that in the show notes but uh, so yeah we're gonna get started okay so Black Swan in case you don't know is the latest single uh, off is the lead single I believe off of BTS's Map of the Soul 7 album and the video itself opens up with a quote by Martha Graham um, incidentally about dance and also links to Carl Jung's map of the soul the quote is a dancer dies twice once when they stop dancing and this first death is the more painful and uh, you can see it set this tone for this for the whole video where the dancing seems to represent this this person is being chased by shadows and they examine him wherever he goes and they they follow him and they are trying to pull him away um and anytime there's a point where he's in a cage of light uh which is you know references both uh, references uh the interlude shadow video and uh he's trying to get out he's trying to get out of this cage but the shadows pull him back and every time he's close they pull him back they draw him back they just drag him back and then even when they're lifting him up um, they're kind of pulling him back it's under his, their their terms and not his and when he finally breaks free of the cage they they 
he he leaves and uh, and he's alone and then he goes and then the shadows come back and this time he's in charge of the shadows like whatever he does the shadows follow and it's uh, and again they embrace him at the end and so the dancing is very it, I think I read somewhere that it is it is literally a fight between his two selves and at the end they work together because they're one and that's a lot of what map of the soul is about it's, it's kind of a lot it's a it, it continues BTS's whole theme of their different sides the different personas even starting even I mean they've, they've talked about it a long time right their fake selves like through love yourself trilogy when they talk about it in idol are they an artist are they a pop star are they an idol that's that's all them right um, and so once again now they're addressing it in terms of like the persona the ego id I'm not gonna pretend to know a ton about it uh, in terms of psychological terms but again the idea is to integrate yourself fully and I think I've really identify with that as a person of color a woman a mother um, a child of abuse you know also all these things that are different aspects of your identity and then which one are any of them real which one of them is the real you uh, and you feel like you have a lot of shadows and demons inside of you um, grasping at you so uh, uh, again it does inter it does relate to interlude shadow and the whole feel of the song is very reminiscent of interlude shadow the beginning of interlude shadow so my my guess is that this song is near the beginning of the album and then then they have the interlude uh, and then on the other half of the interlude it will sound more aggressive um, like like we like I had hoped for this album <laughs> give me some angry bangtan um, but I don't want them to actually be angry and sad but you know the difficulties between what you want of art and what you hope the artist is not experiencing in order to create that art so the film also is shot in an abandoned mall and it's i don't know about in other countries but in america the the shopping mall is dying and when i was a kid the shopping mall was where you went to go buy your things and and now it's just empty store after empty store and they're trying to reclaim these malls uh, either into public spaces uh, or reimagining them as office space or cooperative operative office spaces or even turning them into medical buildings uh, because people are still going to the mall but not as often and you might as well have medical space there I guess uh, so anyway that's I find it very interesting because even in the location the choice of locale it is a type of space that is undergoing an identity crisis of sorts um, and in regards to the lyrics, the lyrics really do talk about that death, that first death. Uh, the lyrics in um, in Black Swan are talking about, oh, the heart no longer races when hearing the music play. Uh, they're they're just really worried. You know, it seems like time has stopped, and that this might be my first death. And so they're alluding to again that dancer dying that first death when they can no longer dance due to their body failing or injuries or just being old. Uh, or just no longer loving to dance um, and same with the music they the actual lyrics and the rhythm of them of how they 
say things and the repetition of words uh, is very similar to Dionysus from their um, Persona album. And again, like in Dionysus, I think it goes tumble, 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 rumble, 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 and then, and then in in Black Swan, they go bump, 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 jump, jump, jump. So it's a, the same kind of rhythm, same kind of syncopation that you feel. And and again, they they're very similar in lyrics too, because Dionysus isn't just about partying and getting drunk. They're talking about literally drinking from the well of art, right? Well of music, and they they're trying to create something, and it sometimes is really hard. And, and so that's kind of their discussion in Dionysus and it, it's continued in Black Swan because again, he's thought the lyrics talk about trying to create music, trying to create lyrics and they're just not feeling it. They feel dead inside. They feel like it's just not, and they're worried. Is this a slump? Like everyone goes through phases, everyone goes through some, is it, is it just a block or is it actually that first death? So it's like their fears of just losing their love for music and, um, and then, it, and that they, they feel like they're sinking slowly in a trance, they're at the ocean floor. So if you're at the ocean floor, that means you're drowning, you're at the bottom, there's a lot of pressure. Uh, and, and so you can hear it also represented in the music itself, right? The auto-tune, the auto-tune that I originally did not like because I wasn't, I was just listening to it, right? I, I didn't like the auto-tune. It was, it was hard to distinguish the voices. It was just felt very smashed and it kind of stripped them of all personality. And then that's the whole point of the song, right? They, that they feel, they feel compressed, right? Their voices are literally compressed. Um, they feel drowned. The voices sound like drowning, uh, like underwater or submerged. And it's just, it's so, and it sounds flat almost, right? And it's because they're just, they're, just, you're, they're in that space of feeling like, ah, uh, and that's totally how I felt all of 2018 um, when I was turning 30, 40, 30, that was 30, 30 was 11 years ago, my friends, 12, 11 and a half, whatever. Who's counting? Apparently I am. Uh, but like, it was just, it was just, they talk about how they're, they're feeling like they're dying. Um, they want to die. They did, and, and, or they're worried that it's their first death. And it's just very it's very sad and fearful and contemplative um, and just full of anxiety and worry. And um, yeah, I, I find it, yeah, even the, the, their, the opening bridge, right? Like, do your thing, do your thing. Uh, hey, what's my thing? What's my thing now? Uh, tell, tell me. I'm sorry if you guys hear screaming in the background. That's my horrible children um, getting ready for a Kung Fu. Hold on. All right, I'm back. My children have left the house. Thank God. So what we were talking about was, you know, the opening lyrics of, oh, do your thing, do your thing. What's my thing? What's my thing? Can you tell me what that is? Because they've lost it, right? They've lost what they identified as their thing for a long time. And if you've ever had a passion for something and then you got burnt out, um, then you totally understand that feeling, right? Um, so for myself, I really resonate with these lyrics, uh, not in terms of like a passion and burning out of a passion and like being afraid of a death, the first death and like losing my passion in that way. Um, even though I'm a writer, I, I came back to being a writer versus I wrote for a long time and then got burned out and then came back to it. I. I think I've always loved writing and always enjoyed writing as a kid, but as an Asian American, 
it was really not an option. We had like, what, four options. We could be an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer, or a business person, right? You have these, and, um, and I thought I was gonna be a doctor, which I am so not cut out to be a doctor, if only because I just really did not, I don't enjoy it. Um, but, but yeah, I think I've always wanted writing to write, but I just didn't, my only concept of writing was you had to write a book, write fiction, and I didn't realize that pretty much everything in the world requires some type of writing, right? So it just, I never saw that as an option. I didn't see examples of people who were writers in the Asian American community. And so thus, I did not know it was even an option for me. And, uh, and I really wish it had been. And that's why I'm just really excited to see BTS blow up so big. I'm, I'm talking, I'm taking a quick detour, um, but that's, yeah, that's why I'm so excited to see BTS blow up so big and K-pop be so popular in America. Um, and, and then also uh, the past few years, all these Asian American artists, Asian American, not just Asian, okay, that's important. Asian American artists are getting big and blowing up because that means my children can see different examples of what it means to be Asian and what it means to be Asian American. And um, because I had so few choices and I, I'm so envious, I'm so envious of the, the options. And I'm by no means old, okay? And I have plenty of time left and I feel like uh, these past few years, I've gotten a second chance uh, to do things that I care about and, and I'm trying to pursue those things like I talk about in episode one, um, trying to be bold. And so, but it, there's, there's something to be said for youthful vigor, <laughs> right? Uh, and so yeah, BTS members, are talking about how they're so tired and old at like mid to late 20s um, but man try that in your 30s and 40s <laughs> you're like oh my god waking up is so hard and granted I don't obviously have their schedule or uh, work as hard but um, but it's it's not a measure of like objective degrees it's a measure of how you personally experience something right so anyway, that's this was a whole long way to to say that for me, the way I related and how this song resonated with me was my loss of identity once I became a mom, um, and and just not knowing what to do with myself. I feel I didn't quite understand that it was happening, and I had seen it a lot in movies and shows and like essays online and I was like oh what is this trite crap and I'm totally the type of person who will hate something just because it's popular um, or like make fun of something because it's a it's a it seems so like trite and then a decade later go oops (laughs) it was me all along my bad Uh, for instance like when I was applying for college at UCLA I used to make fun of all the people who were undeclared majors, undecided, and I was like, and I was like, oh, they're trying to find themselves. What's the find? You know, you're right there in front of you, blah, blah, blah. And I was making fun of them. And, um, and so I had chosen microbiology and molecular genetics because it sounded cool. And I had, I had told myself I was gonna be a genetic engineer with no understanding of what that meant. I was 16 years old when I applied for colleges and I started college at 17. 
what what the hell do you know about anything at 16 why should something you choose at 16 years old define the rest of your life right but in my head I chose it at 16 I'm gonna be consistent I'm not one of those like wishy-washy people when I make a decision I do it um, and so I suffered four years of a major that I despised um, and I hated and I just barely passed um, all because of some like ill-found notion that I some decision some arbitrary decision that I made at 16 years old without all full information should define the rest of my life and that's why I'm just really grateful for BTS I think because they I think it's rare that people know so early what they want but once you find that and then you pursue it wholeheartedly then there's no excuse that you know they 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 pursued it right and they went after their dreams and I think that's uh, uh, yeah i'm just really really admire it. i think i talked about it in the second episode right about about sugar and the audacity of of wanting and of admitting your wants and that takes a lot of vulnerability and i just denied myself for i i'm, I'm so good at lying to myself for like 30 40 years that i didn't understand what was happening and it's not like i loved working prior to being uh, a mom i I think for like six or seven years before I became a mom, I was in the fin- I was a financial advisor. I hated it. I knew I would hate it. I knew I would hate it when I went to interview for it, but I still went because I wanted to make my mom happy and I was worried about her and I wanted to move back up from LA to the Bay Area so that I could be with her and she was by herself and I was worried her eyes had problems and I was just really worried. So I moved. Uh, my husband still complains to this day that I did not make have any discussions with him. I just told him one day, I'm moving back up north. Deal with it. <laughs> and he was like, so what if I didn't follow you? We would have broken up. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. I, I'm, a, I'm a heartless person. Okay, people, I'm a horrible person. And to this day, he gives me so much shit about it. But I mean, look at his face. Oh, you can't see if you're listening. But I have a good face. Okay, people. Um, and I don't, I have no problem saying it. <laughs> <laughs> and my scintillating personality and charm which and charisma, which you can totally hear through the podcast. Um, so, of course, he followed me. I mean, what were his options? Well, now I sound mean. Yeah. But, but one can be mean and also accurate. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, I, I spent the majority of my life doing things that I didn't care, that didn't want uh, because I felt like I had to. And so I'm just really... I really, really admire BTS for knowing what they want, but beyond knowing what they want, which is hard sometimes because you have to admit things to yourself. And if you lie to yourself all the time, like I did, it's difficult, uh, but that they, but that they chose the hard route of admitting what they want, telling people what they want, and then pursuing what they want, right? Those are three connected, but different things. Um, and so for me, when I became a mom, I, I thought it was so ridiculous all those identity articles about people who are thinking like, oh, am I not a real person anymore because I've just subsumed myself into being a mom and I used to work and now I stay at home. Um, or you're working now and you just feel like torn because you you're worried about your kid. I never felt any of those things. Or I thought I didn't. And I was like, well, I didn't care about work, so I don't really feel bad about not working. And... I love my kid and I like being with them and um, all these things and and that was 10 years ago uh, but then like in 2014 2015 I was breaking down I was screaming at my kids all the time and 
And when I went to my first therapy session, the therapist was like, I feel like you're struggling with identity and you don't know who you are. Maybe it's probably because of work and you don't know how to process your feelings. You don't feel things at all. And I was just like, this therapist is a fucking idiot, clearly, because I, I feel things. I, I am a writer. I feel things. I know what emotions are. In fact, my emotion right now is anger. <laughs> and then... Uh, like three or four years later after like during my breakdown and like midlife crisis i'm like i think i'm having problems with identity i don't know who i am i don't know how to process emotions <laughs> and like to my therapist's credit she's like oh that's so interesting <laughs> when she should have been like yo 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 i told you this day one give me all the money i told you this day one but <laughs> but thanks for trying. Thanks for acting as if this is like some brand new revelation. And I, I used to joke about it with her all the time uh, because I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I was like so deep. And then she had like, and so like complex, com complex and complicated. And she had like, she had me down day one within like 30 minutes of talking to me. Um, go to therapy if you need it. It's really helpful. It's important. Even if you don't need it, it's pretty useful. It's a, it's a good way to to work things out um anyway but for me i think after seeing these lyrics uh i, I really identified with because i really do feel as if i kind of died <laughs> after having my children but especially like two years ago i was just so angry i felt like i wasted my youth i was just angry like um this is gonna sound really crass but i've written it but i've written it in many places uh, but it sounds worse when i say it uh, but i really 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 was very angry that I wasted my highly fuckable years um, as a conservative Christian who was like super uptight about sex. And, uh, and, and not saying that my highly fuckable years are behind me because who's to say that I am not still highly fuckable? But we all know what we mean, right? Like what? And, and it, you just miss like youth right like I'm, I'm I feel like I waste it's not it's not the sex okay I mean because who really knows what they want as sexually as a as a teenager and like young woman at like 20 and 20 year old boys really don't know what they're doing anyway so it's not like they're going to be that useful um that was a tangent uh but what I mean is like it's the potential right of that all that raw talent and potential and energy that we had when we were 20s that I had when I was 20 but it was just too stupid too afraid too like too oh there's all this time in the world uh, or too oh I'm gonna be different when I have kids it's not gonna change me I'm gonna when I get married it's not gonna change me when I get older it's not gonna change me I'm gonna be the same but that's but that's just like the stupidity of youth I think or naive naivety of youth because we always think we're exceptional right um, or maybe that's just telling you a lot about me and how full of myself I am. Um, but yeah, I was just so angry and I just felt like I had all these things that I thought I was going to be and they weren't it. And it, and I just, I had a midlife crisis. It's like my 17 year old self came and looked at my life and was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you were so smart. You went to UCLA, you went to college and what are you doing? You're, you're at home, you're staying at home and you bilingual homeschool for children. You hate children, I do, I really don't like children. Uh, I love babies, hate children. Problem is they grow up into children. Um, but like, 
what did you do with your life? Why are you this way? Like, how, how, how did you become this sad old woman? And uh, who's so like dead inside? And, and that's when I found BTS, or, or, or right around when I found BTS. And, and just seeing them cha- want things, made me want things. I, I also wanted them, but that's, that's uh, they're pretty. That's their job to make you want them, right? Um, so I feel like I'm just make, just acknowledging that they do a good job and that they, they can stop now. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, it was just, it was hard to admit the things that I wanted. And then when I, and uh, so that's, that was a kind of death. I felt like I, I had died and betrayed like who I, my younger self. And it was just, it was really hard to, to actually look at myself and to figure out what I wanted and to admit to myself what I wanted. And it's a, it's a journey, it's a process. Um, there are days where I feel, there's times where I feel like, yes, I've conquered this. I, I'm gonna boldly go after what I want. I wanna be famous. I wanna be, uh, I wanna help people feel not alone. And I wanna meet and interview BTS in person. So those, those are not my only wants, but those are the big wants that seem so big and so huge and so impossible. Um, and so I feel it, it really resonated. And the, the line in Black Swan that just made me tear up when I finally let rewatch the art film and let it just sink in is when, when they sing, nothing can devour me, I shout out with ferocity. And it's, oh, I just got chills again saying that. And, and I think that's really huge. And what I want to be like, my battle cry for 2020. Uh, I want to be bold. I want to yell out and say, nothing can devour me. You know, I, and I shout it with ferocity. And if you declare it, and if you, if I, if I grasp onto that, then I will do hard things. And I, and remember that I have done hard things, um, that I have pursued things that I've wanted and I have gotten them and I have made it through really hard like abusive childhood and I've made it hard I've made it through hard things and so I can I can get this too you know um and uh so I I really it was really unexpected to be so hit by and to be so moved uh, by Black Swan like so much later and I think it just took time to for me to understand and so um that's what I hope for us, you know. And, and I think even at the end uh, of the song, they they feel that, I don't know if it's ever resolved so much, but that it's not, what people don't tell you very often is that that first death, you can, it's the first one, right? Um, and there's a second one. It doesn't mean that it does it doesn't mean that it's the final death right and that when certain things of yours die um, when identities die it's uh, this concept and I, I don't know actually if they discuss this in these songs but this is just me talking now all right and that well they do discuss it in spring day uh, how like it's a cycle, right? You think a seed has to die 
in order to grow right like it, it has to look like it looks kind of like a death right um and it, again like in the greek myths persephone has to go to hades and that's when spring and because the meter misses her it goes from harvest to to death right to to the dying of the leaves and then winter and then on the other side of winter there's spring right so same same thing as with like spring day they feel like they're dead inside it's winter but they're hoping that they're hoping and wishing for that spring day when they can bloom and their love can bloom again whether the, it's love for themselves or love for that other person um, or love in general right and so black swan i think is just a part of our journey and the journey of bts and that it's a it captures a moment in time, right? It captures that moment of right before that first death or right after that first death or during that first death. But it is not where that story stops. It is not where the story stops. It's just a pause. And um, I think the benefit of being older is that you, we have experienced multiple deaths, multiple small deaths, death of our identity as like a single person. Or if you're still single, that might not apply and I don't want to assume that you're a certain way because you're a certain age but for me it was it was when I had children and I, I thought I had died because um, how could it be that I loved four people so much and yet I hated my life how could it be that I got everything that I wanted and still hated my life and that's because I didn't I wasn't acknowledging the things that I wanted and that I'm more than just children I'm more than than what the world says that I am and that I can pursue these things. <sighs> I did not expect to talk about this so much, um, but that's those are the thoughts that have been thinking <laughs> inside of me. Uh, I hope, what did you think of Black Swan? Um, let me know and you can always text me or tweet at me or uh, email me. And um, yeah, I'm interested in your thoughts. Please like and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're listening to it as a podcast, please subscribe also. I hope you have a wonderful day. And um, yeah, bye.